0: All the social ladies, all the social
1: ladies, all the social ladies, all the
0: social ladies, all the social ladies, all the social ladies, social
1: After last week's singing of Danity Kane, now you're going to try and sing our theme song? Yes. Although
0: I don't think I can come close to Beyonce, even though this track we have isn't
1: quite Beyonce.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so we have a lot to discuss before we jump into the episode today. Michelle, what do you have to share? Yeah, so a big
0: thing happening in the news right now, if you haven't heard yet, is the hashtag Stop Hate for Profit campaign. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, this is a Monday that we're recording this, but who knows what will happen by Wednesday because things are changing very quickly and we're, we're trying to keep track. But Color of Change, which is an online racial justice organization, has partnered with the NAACP, ADL, Sleeping Giants, Free Press and Common Sense Media. To call on Facebook advertisers to pause their ad spending in July 2020. Why is that? There is a belief that Facebook is not doing enough Mm -hmm. to address racism across its platforms. Whether that's... The virality of some of the content or the spread of misinformation. But while other giants like Twitter have kind of stepped up to, yeah. to make some changes, yeah. Facebook has not done as much. And the platform makes $70 billion of revenue from corporations every year from that's, ad spend alone. That's so much money. So big brands like the North Face, mm-hmm. Patagonia, REI. and REI have already... Yeah made the pledge to pause their ad spend And I anticipate a handful more are going to
1: be joining that. Absolutely.
0: I mentioned some of the other networks who are doing a bit more (laughs) than Facebook. (laughs) Um, And Twitter actually had an interesting update that we saw over the past week. And it was to help promote
1: informed discussion. Yeah, so Twitter is adding a prompt to retweets, where if it appears that the user has not read the full article and only the headline, there will be a little pop up that asks them. What did I don't, it say? Did you read this? I don't actually know. I'm going to be honest <laughs> Let's and say that it. I'm not so sure. It Um, oh
0: here it is headlines don't tell the full story want to read this before retweeting i mean i'm definitely guilty of bringing things up in conversation Mm -hmm. oh i saw on twitter that so-and-so is dating so-and-so or this
1: is happening but i i don't know all the details well that's the thing too is like twitter is such a fast platform with like such a limited character count it's often that you can just retweet something and assume that whatever you're retweeting has all the information you need within that small little piece so we talked about facebook and twitter and now i want to talk about instagram and before you stop me i know instagram is part of facebook but (laughs) my point here is this cool hack that i read on an email that i got from the infatuation the other day so a couple of years back instagram launched the close friends feature for you know users you know i could add you and and our best friends but everyone doesn't have to see this story i post i can only send it to you guys um, but I never really considered that feature being used for brands. But the infatuation shared that they are allowing paying members, subscribers of their service to be added as close friends so they can be, you know, aware of behind the scenes content and and exclusive stories would be shared for them specifically. That's cool. Just giving them a more like one-to-one type of relationship with the brand, yeah. which I absolutely loved. Um, and it feels like a really simple way a social media manager could really connect on a different level with people who are huge fans of a brand. Yeah, I was going to say,
0: I've never considered myself a close friend with a brand. No,
1: I know. Neither have I. Maybe I should be. But I think this actually ties really well into what we're talking to our guest about this week. Do you want to intro her? Sure. So... Today we talk to Leah Walters, who is the head of communications
0: at monday.com, which is a project management software. Mm -hmm. And the reason this feels relevant is because Leah talks to us a lot about the two-pronged approach to social media. They have their organic side and they have their their ads and acquisition side. Mm -hmm. And she was really excited to tell us about some accounts that they're launching for monday.com, which is people of Monday. Um, which highlights the culture and the office and behind the scenes and really telling the stories of the people who work there. And then another one, which I'm sure you love.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so they also have Monday Design, which shares all of the cool design work, motion graphics, graphic design, UX type of stuff that they're working on over there. Yeah, and especially we talk
0: about this a lot on last week's episode. People are looking for more transparency behind brands and they want to know who works at these corporations and these companies and who is putting the work in for their products and services, Mm -hmm. who's getting these opportunities. And so I think that it's important to have this kind of behind the scenes look at- Definitely. What a brand stands for. I mean, it feels
1: more necessary than ever right
0: now. All right, so let's hear from Leah. Hi. How are you? I'm great, thanks for having me. We are so happy to have you on the show, which we start every time with a social media speed round. Answer as in few words as possible. Are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. Okay, John, kick
1: us off. Okay. What is your favorite social network? Instagram. How about your go-to emoji? Probably the girl with her hand on her forehead, covering her oh, face. I like that one. <laughs> that one's my favorite too. Um, what about Twitter or TikTok?
2: Twitter, I would say, I use more for work. TikTok has been engaging in in recent times.
0: On Instagram, are you a bigger fan of stories
1: or feed? Oh, that's good. Uh, stories. What about an Instagram ad you can't get rid of? Oh, that's, that's a good one. And
2: certainly something that we are accused of. <laughs> um,
1: You're right teasing now, part <laughs> of the interview questions. <laughs>
2: right now, I'm seeing a ton of Peloton.
0: Mm, oh, nice. nice. Um, all right. What is your favorite meme?
2: I really, anything cat-related, um, <laughs> makes me laugh every time. I, I don't know Great. why.
0: <laughs> We're on the same page. <laughs> okay.
2: Do you have a cat? No, and I'm not even a cat person at all. I don't no. know how to do that, and that's so funny.
1: <laughs> OK. Let's throw it back to 2005, and you're on MySpace. Wow, What song is playing on your profile?:
2: Oh my goodness. So I actually never had MySpace. I'm Canadian and it wasn't as much mm. of a thing there. Okay. Two thousand and five. I was big into the pop girl band, mm-hmm. boy band sort oh, of thing. Yeah. So I, I unfortunately <laughs> something I would guess in sync related.
0: Cool. Love it. We support. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Great. Okay. So let's get into the interview. We would love to start off just by hearing about you and your career and what brought you to monday.com.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So Monday was sort of a happy accident for me. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm Canadian originally. Like I said, I had been working uh, in Canada at a large advertising agency in their PR group and decided to do a master's in New York, which was really my ticket into the big city. (laughs) I did a master's in media and communication at NYU, uh, which was an incredible experience for me. I was hoping it would really push me into, you know, one area of the space. I took journalism courses. I took courses at the MBA uh, school and really came out of it realized I love everything. And what was important Mm -hmm. to me was to have impact in the work I was doing. So I ended up post master's at a um, public affairs agency doing strategic communications and media relations for government's issues and causes, which was terrific. I worked on autism. I worked with the Olympics Committee. Wow, that's um, great. Yeah, really interesting stuff. Nothing related to tech and startups, which is <laughs> um, a bit, you know, surprising. I guess my husband is a management consultant, and he had the opportunity to go to. Tel Aviv. And we were newly married and thought an adventure sounds like fun. Why not go to the Middle East? And that's what we did. I stayed in a consulting capacity um, with the agency while I looked for a new job and figured, you know, we're in the startup nation. This is a great time to get involved in startup. And so I interviewed like crazy and really took the time to get to know people, get to know companies, get to know the landscape, and ended up with a gut-wrenching decision of joining Monday that was then called Depulse, which was a group of about 25 people building um, the platform, or mm-hmm. an English news anchor on uh, the big news station there, oh, which worked very, <laughs> very different, and ultimately decided to go with the startup um, Mostly from a lifestyle perspective, as you yeah. know, you know there's no end or schedule to news, and at that stage, we were looking <laughs> to, you know, actually hang out together, my husband and right. I. So yeah, of
1: course, enjoy yeah. being married.
2: <laughs> exactly, enjoy, enjoy being married and being in a foreign country and being able to travel and and right. host and whatever else. So, so I joined then, thinking that you know this is a great group of people. The product is interesting. I will work with them while I'm here and then eventually go back, you know, to North America and get a real job. Not yeah. at all that this was a rocket ship about to take off. And yeah, so seriously, I was the 30th employee and was okay. packed really with anything external. So, you know, we changed the name. That was a process um, that I had a huge part in or anything media related, branding, content, uh, blog uh, out of home, um, and just about everything in between. And, uh, yeah, what a ride it's been.
1: (laughs) Well, I would love to stop you there. I think that's a good segue. Some of our listeners may not be super familiar with Monday. So can you give us an overview of the functionality and the platform as a whole and how people can use it?
2: For sure. So Monday is a work operating system, uh, which is a category that includes project management, task management, Um, Any process that you do in the office, which is super exciting for us because we look at our target market as anybody who works on a team with a computer, which is like Mm -hmm. 1.7 billion people. So that's great. Mm -hmm. The hard part for us is how do we say and help people understand how this platform can work for you? We're fairly evenly distributed across about 200 business verticals. So the same platform is used to do church re- fundraising or to manage a hotel. That is to do car manufacturing and tattoo production and wow. you know anything else. Yeah, it's wild. We have most of the Fortune 500 using us to plan their work processes. And our philosophy is we don't know how you should best work, but we know the building blocks Mm. and tools to get there. So it's totally customizable to whatever your work process is. We provide the building blocks and platform and then you customize accordingly. And to sort of share best practices, we have all kinds of templates and, and ways to get started that we have learned from the incredible things that our users have built.
1: That's cool. Yeah. I love all the template stuff. I was before the interview, I was kind of digging through on the site because I actually didn't realize I thought Monday was just for agencies like us or, you know, people in the marketing space. But all the templates themselves led me down a rabbit hole of how (laughs) many people are using this outside all these different verticals that I didn't even know
2: about. (laughs) Honestly, we're shocked by it all the time. Like it's just amazing to see what people have built.
0: That's awesome. You, you teased us a little bit in the speed round about (laughs) being accused of, you know, having these ads (laughs) show up in your (laughs) (laughs) face. We want to talk about your just approach to marketing as a whole and specifically digital
1: marketing. We've seen the out-of-home subway ads. We love them. Good. Thank (laughs) you. Honestly, That's one of the things Michelle and I talk about when we used to take the subway to work together. Was like,
0: oh, look at these ads! I love love this. this. Love reading the ads. (laughs) Awesome. Um, That's great. And then, and just doing a little bit of a review of Monday's social channels. It looks like LinkedIn and Twitter are kind of the primary platforms, um, which is great because you know it's B two B. Yeah. Yeah. but now, of course, we're getting a lot of Facebook and Instagram ads totally. that are super, you know, feel very creative and fit for those platforms. So tell us a little bit about that approach and how you're using the different social networks.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So you touched on sort of two separate areas for us. One okay. is, is customer acquisition. Uh, social is our primary customer acquisition channel. So we are, wow. yeah, it's it's surprising because we are technically a B2B, but we have always, from day one, market ourselves as a B2C solution. So we have always gone really directly to the consumer to say, hey, you have this problem, whether it is team communication, collaboration, planning, whatever it is, and here is the solution to it. And only in the last couple of years have we actually built out a sales team that takes those leads that come in organically and build them out. So we spend... Hmm a significant amount of money across Facebook, Instagram, Google AdWords, and then also the review sites, um, Mm -hmm. acquisition ads. So there's one team that handles that, that does acquisition. And we have become very adept at knowing how much money it costs to acquire X customer, how quickly that money will be recycled back in and how we scale accordingly. And that's, that's really what we attribute our, our fast growth to is, is how successful that engine really runs. And then there are brand efforts, which happen as you are seeing on Twitter, also on Instagram, we're, we're building out that presence now, but that's come mm-hmm. a lot later. Our, our heavy uh, priority in the beginning on, on digital marketing was, was in acquisition.
0: That's amazing. I I love to hear that just because I feel like talking with clients and marketers, a lot of people expect one post Or one yeah, one do everything. Like this needs to get likes and it needs to get follows and people to go to our website. And hearing that you have that like acquisition strategy separate from the brand I think is Awesome to hear.
2: Yeah. No, thank you for thank you for saying that. And it is, it's really something that took time. Our emphasis was really in the acquisition. And then we're like, you know what? There's a lot of other things that can come from this that don't have eyes. Mm. And that was a conversation you mentioned the subway ads that came up with Out of Home is how do we measure this with, with social? Yeah, we're able yeah. to say you know, this amount of money gets at this, this far that gets at this user. Something like a halo effect that comes from a brand-oriented campaign is a lot harder right. harder to measure and a lot harder to um, really conceptualize in that way. It's the beauty of social.
1: That's right. That's
0: right. <laughs> Shifting to the, the yeah. brand side yeah. a yeah. little bit on social and just in general with content marketing, I, you know, notice there's a blog, a podcast, there's yep. webinars, there's tons of guides. How do you prioritize all these different types of content and ensure you're putting these unique, valuable messages on each of them? So
2: certainly it's a challenge. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So no, our focus, our main KPI with content marketing is adding value. So we are looking at the resources that we have and the resources that our users and potential users need to say, what can we give you that will actually be helpful? which was really hard mm-hmm. for us for a long time with the blog because there's of course pressures for seo and to producing content yeah. that isn't necessarily that interesting but that can help us in many other ways how do we uh streamline that process and so we set kpis really depending on what the platform is and so you know with uh, all this talk around work from home right now we launched a mini site of sorts that was resources specifically dedicated to work mm-hmm. from home if you're talking about LinkedIn, you know, that's a unique way to reach that audience. We're looking at and saying, what do they actually want to know about? What will be helpful? Why are you on this right, platform? Right. Um, and what can we we could provide you with? We've started now with LinkedIn, looking more into it as an acquisition channel also with uh, our first eBooks that we are launching and, and that kind of thing, which will be interesting. Mm. Um, but really, really the, yeah. the key... KPI that we define as is, is around adding value.
0: I'm sure it's tricky too because you mentioned how customizable it is and how right. many different industries and <laughs> yes, types of yeah. people are using it. It's like you have to appeal to literally right. everyone. With what this, what is with the message
2: that you of content? can say that appeals to everybody? And ultimately what it comes down to is being human and working on a team and no matter what kind of team yeah, it is, yeah. you're having challenges in communication and collaboration in working together, whether it is next to each other or across the world, it's, it's the same core principles.
1: Um, i am trying to like, think about where I want to go with this question (laughs) because it feels like a little loaded. Um, but like, do you, do you feel like you've had an influx of customers even turning to Monday during this crazy time? Have you like had to be there for a lot more support? What, what are you thinking? What are your thoughts on the whole thing? So For
2: us, we, we really didn't know how it was going to go. I mean, from the outside perspective, of course, it is a good time to work for a platform that supports remote work. You know, that much is clear. Right. But where, you know, where (laughs) were we going to see these peaks and valleys? How was it going to impact our users? We have a ton of small and medium businesses. We have a ton of users in the hospitality industry. And as, you know, Mm -hmm. stable as their businesses were, the whole world changed. And so, um, what we've tried to right. do for them is offer, you know, free months as needed, or extra support, or you know, whatever whatever we can do. That's and then on the other side of things, there's all these new users who have never needed the never needed the platform that now need it urgently. So we're seeing, right. you know, huge deals come through in record amounts of time, and that has put us in
0: mm-hmm.
2: uh, an interesting place to you know, on board and and help new users and to pivot accordingly for our existing users. And what it's resulted in is us pushing out new features in like the fastest we ever have. So we built actually a new framework that we're launching in a few weeks called Monday Apps that lets you need some uh, developer capabilities. We call it low code, Um, but you can build any Mm -hmm. app you could possibly need on the platform. And so what we did was wow. took our dev team and said, okay, these are the key things that people need when working from home. A direct zoom integration as an mm-hmm. example so that the you know video pops up directly in the platform or a status change uh, yes. way to say, yes, you know, I'm online, but like I'm not available right now. I need to be on work. And so we right, added in right. those features uh, in record time for us. Um, and, and keep doing that as we go. So that's, that's been the biggest change for us is, is reprioritizing our roadmap.
1: Yeah. I mean, my eyes just got really big about that <laughs> status tree. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I, I could I do that on my forehead, so, I feel like. You're... That sounds great. We just put fake meetings. Yeah. yeah. That was one of the tips that we first started when we were working from home was like putting fake meetings on our calendar so people it. wouldn't bother us.
0: <laughs> Um, Jen mentioned the (laughs) LinkedIn Live and some of the content that you are putting out on social and on this hub of yours. Tell us a little bit more specifically about these new content series and how they're providing value.
2: We have had a ton of teams that have been working remotely just because that's how their teams are structured, not in this transition. We've looked to them to Mm -hmm. say, what are your best tips and tricks? What can we take from what you've done and share that Mm -hmm. with the rest of our users? So that's been something super helpful that we've done. And then we've also done a bunch of case studies of how teams have adapted quickly, whether it is, you know, governments using Monday as their sort of COVID information center to um, different sorts of of companies and and how they've adapted if they're willing and wanting to share. And then we've also done a lot of research. So we took uh, work trends that we're seeing, whether it is, you know, people doing work in strange hours, you know, a lot of people are working earlier or later because of, you know, children responsibilities, or we've also looked at sort of the softer side of things and found out that people are showering 17% less than they used to because... <laughs> So we <laughs> really focused on real live examples and data um, that we yeah. can then, you know, sort of replicate accordingly.
0: It's so funny. As you were saying that, I'm thinking about like how my routine has changed and thinking about like different parts of Monday we could
1: use. And yeah. I thought
0: of Jen has been... Um, renovating our apartment. Uh, I, was, I was so
1: nervous about what you were about to say.
0: Okay. And she's been pitching to me
1: like this deck of like changes she wants to make. Again, reminder, I was an art director, so I have a lot of thoughts. And the only way I can like boil it down is by putting it in a beautiful presentation. But
0: I, I was thinking like we, we need Monday to keep track of our home what projects. we need to order, what tasks oh, have been completed. No, that, that's totally wrong. true. And
2: that's not the primary use case for it, but it's certainly a benefit. My husband and I run our entire <laughs> household
0: um,
2: on Monday, 100%.
0: Oh, my gosh. Tell us more well, about that. I'm so curious. <laughs> grocery,
2: you know, which is great. So it's it's interactive also, because you can create the tabs and you can put gifts, which make everything more fun. But you can also set automation. So like if uh. I buy you know, tomatoes or whatever, and don't want him to go and get tomatoes because it's on the list. He can receive an automated text to be like, "Tomatoes have been taken off the list."
0: I love any kind of technology that makes my life easier. I love it. Yeah, I love a good tool. and it's also honestly I it's really,
2: really pretty and fun and user friendly. Like the te- the team has always used yeah. me as sort of the lowest common denominator. Like if I can figure out this new feature, then they've decided that the rest of the world mm-hmm. can also.
1: Um, okay. So I want to talk about like innovation a little bit. Sure. I know you, you touched on some like spoilers for us. Um, but I'd love to know if there's anything else you want to share that you're excited about coming down the pipeline.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So, so, I'll dig in a little bit more to what I mentioned before on apps, and then we can definitely talk about Instagram. So oh, this, this, yeah, this for us cool. is definitely <laughs> the biggest sort of product change we've made in years. And our CEO, was talking about it as sort of a pipe dream years ago. And to think about it coming to reality now is just super exciting. Um, and it, it, it is the ability for anybody to build the app that they want or need on Monday. So you know, to, to really give some color to it, the way we explain it is if you take two smartphones and put them next to each other, the technology and the foundation of them is the same, but what really differentiates them is the apps. I will have totally apps from you or for my husband mm-hmm. or for whatever else. And with Monday apps, you can now build any and all of those apps that you need. So it doesn't, it, it removes any limitations from the platform in terms of integrating, in terms of customizing views or pulling data or, or, anything like that. And it's super easy to do. So launching that will really, I think change the way people interact with software. So we're, we're super excited with that um, on the social side. Yeah, we are really um, investing in, on the brand side of different Instagram channels. So right now, if you look mm-hmm. um, at Monday on Instagram, we have our design channel, which shows off um, the incredible things that our designers are doing. Like, really, they are world-class talent. It, it blows me away all the time from, like, internal things to celebrating holidays or different design elements of the mm. platform. All of the campaigns that you have seen. Mm-hmm. Um, from us are are designed in house, uh, but okay. we're also launching a series called People of Monday, and that's really showcasing employees and who we are, what we're doing, and we'll expand also into users. and It's just a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun to see um, sort of the faces behind the scenes, especially because we totally. do interact so often with our users. Whether it's yeah. the CEO to developers to designers, we're always answering questions and engaging. Uh, our support team gets back to you, however you reach out to us in ten minutes or less, um, which is astounding. That's
1: great. That's a record.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally. So, like all the time, people are shocked. They keep writing back, being like, "This must be
0: a bot." And the person's like, yeah. "No,
2: no, really." Nope. Like, yeah.
0: <laughs> um, and Absolutely. so yeah I'm sure there's some really great customer stories and even like interesting things people do with Monday, like kind of hacky, like stuff. the unique stuff. Yeah,
1: for sure.
2: Oh yeah, totally, and and that's really where we get so much of our product inspiration. Is you'll see, yeah. you know, we had an example in hotel management the other day. Their entire check-in system they were able to manage on Monday. Like that's wow, why they were able to do that. Or you know, the Israeli government actually is managing their COVID response on Monday. And so to see wow. the integrations, the automations that they've set up, and to be able to do it so efficiently on the platform is is mind blowing to us.
1: That's really cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, we are excited for the launch of those things, and I'm
1: definitely going to follow along and see what I can learn. Well, now I want to convince our office to get yeah, Monday. Same. <laughs> all right, Leah, thank you so much for the time.
0: A pleasure. To, it was great to chat. I feel like such a nerd because I always <laughs> just
1: want to know like how people use products. I love. Well, that's what I was saying at the beginning. Is when you dig through their website and look at all the templates it's crazy what people have made yeah. that tool do
0: and say even if it has nothing to do with me like one of our clients Uma has home security mm-hmm. products and people use it in crazy ways like putting the water damage detector in a plant to see what it needs to be watered wow and that kind of reminded me of what Leah was talking about of like different ways and hacks that people use Monday and I'm just like so curious in hearing about them. I know. The other thing that I loved, which is so important, is to hear how they're approaching brand Mm. content versus their acquisition content.
1: I mean, you guys riffed on it for a while during the interview. It's like you really have to look at them as two different channels. And so many people just view it as they're going to put one message out there and hope it does six million things. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And yeah, now that I am getting all the Instagram ads,
0: now I'm going (laughs) to see that it's
1: uh, the employees of Monday. (laughs) I know. It sounds like another Humans of New York style thing that I'm excited for. I know. I'm
0: going to see it in a whole new light. Yeah. Love it. Jenna's fanning herself because it's so hot. So we need to wrap this thing up.
1: <laughs> Let's move into the social account you should follow this week. So I want to talk about LinkedIn. There's this new hack to allow recruiters to find more diverse talent. Okay. It's called Coffee. It's spelled C-0-F-F-E-3. And it was started by this copywriter at Swift Agency in Oregon. Oh,
0: love, love that agency. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, and really all you have to do is add Coffee this fake company, to your LinkedIn profile along with your job title. Okay, so then
0: when recruiters or HR, HR people searching yes. for talent, they'll know they're looking for a job and they are of, diverse. Yes, exactly. That's brilliant.
1: I know. Really simple hack that I think a lot of people should start using.
0: Awesome. Thanks for hmm. sharing, Jen. And that's all we got today. Thanks for listening. See you next week. All
2: the social media. All the social media. All the social All the social ladies All the social ladies All the social ladies All the social ladies Now put your phones up